0: Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. welcome to the modernize or die podcast cfml news edition we're up to episode 149 may 24th 2022 i've got the elusive brad wood joining me today welcome brad elusive how did
1: you ever find me gavin <laughs>
0: well that green screen is really tough sometimes but uh <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i'm behind the green screen Yep, yeah, exactly no you're you're always busy doing something uh monitoring someone's audio visual somewhere if it's not uh into the box or or church stuff it's, it sounds like you're busy at the school today the local elementary school talent show today yep yeah for sure well before we get into it we got lots to cover today but we want to thank order solutions one of our sponsors without them we wouldn't be able to do this right brad uh that is correct without them i also wouldn't have a job yeah yeah orders yay orders well a few ways we can say thanks to order solutions i'll say the most important one buy some into the box tickets come to the conference we got lots of cool stuff we've uh, announced and uh, a few more announcements today but uh but yeah definitely check out the conference it's going to be great um in september and then- As luis would say
1: orders for the end of the box tickets have already been flowing in well, they actually have we had some few people i'm
0: like i'm glad because people are already signed up for my workshop which shh, we haven't announced yet but uh
1: <laughs> did we did we finalize the workshops yet maybe we have yes
0: a, we did kind of uh, maybe, sort of I'll, I'll tell you about it soon
1: maybe we'll talk about that later
0: yeah so what are some other ways they should say thank you uh patreon they should sign up for a patreon is that what i was supposed to say well a few more other things too but yeah i mean patreon-
1: I'm not looking at the show notes. I'm just making stuff up right now.
0: Yeah, no, Patreon. Uh, we definitely uh, want to thank our Patreons. Uh, we have 37 Patreons supporting us now, and they're providing 100% of the funding for this podcast, and we're already almost 50% of the way to funding Forgebox.io, which obviously we have a lot of uh, S3 packages for all of our downloads for the community packages, um, and so we're working our way towards covering that too. So it's awesome to to see that support. And, of course, we have... You know, if you guys can go like us on YouTube and subscribe on your podcast player, leave us reviews, all that's great. And of course, we have CFcast, which we'll be talking about later as well, free and paid accounts there. But we have a special uh, Patreon-sponsored job posting. Uh, Hagerty Motorsport Ridge is uh, looking for two uh, senior software engineers. And we got a little video, so let's
2: play the video, and you guys can find a little bit more about it from Brian himself. And today with me, I have Brian from Haggerty. You want to tell us a little bit about what you guys do over there? Hey, Gavin, thanks for having us on. Uh, first, we're big fans of the podcast, so it's fun to be here with you today. Uh, I work at a company called Haggerty. I am a longtime Cold Fusion uh, person that folks might know from conferences and so forth many years ago. And right now, I'm leading a team at Haggerty, and we build a two sided SaaS marketplace called MotorsportReg.com. And so this last year. Uh, we did hundreds and hundreds of thousands of event registrations for automotive and motorsport events. And right now I'm looking to hire two uh senior Cold Fusion and JavaScript developers. So we've got a pretty large and pretty complex Cold Fusion app. And we're also building a lot of node and view. That's kind of our future technology stack. And so we're looking for two engineers to come join our team and help us basically build, enhance, and grow into the future.
0: Wow, sounds pretty good. I know that you uh, did a lot of work with the CF Payment Library back in the day when we met way back in 2013 or something, I think, at CF Objective. Yeah. And yes. so, yeah, it was like basically battle-tested because you guys put just thousands and thousands of transactions through it, right?
2: Yeah, the CF Payment was a, a, a labor of love for me. I saw something that was cool in another language, and I'm like, we need that in Cold Uh I can say that library is probably processed... I mean, maybe a billion dollars, not, not just from us, uh, from, from lots of people who use it, but I mean, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So yeah, we, uh, we work at a pretty large scale. And the other cool thing is that it's, it's consumer facing. So, you know, my, my family, a lot of my family are accountants. And so the joke that I always make is you can build any kind of software anywhere, like you can build accounting software, but we get to build software for motorsports. And so one of the fun side effects of that is that we get to go to the racetrack. And we deal with people who are really living out their passion. Like this is what they love to do for fun. And so it's a fun space to be operating in uh, and supporting them at that scale.
0: Yeah, I definitely see uh, a lot of uh, pitches up on Twitter and I do get jealous. But uh, well, it sounds great. It sounds like you guys are doing great things in the community and uh, in the industry. And uh, yeah, so we got two spots available. So if you guys are interested, uh,
2: check out Brian and we'll have more details in the show notes. So thanks a lot, Brian. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, everyone. Thanks again, Brian, for uh, being a Patreon sponsor,
0: and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys got a couple of new new jobs available there, and uh, hopefully you guys are, uh, you know, checking that out. Uh, I want to see if we get some some good divs in there. I'm kind of curious who, uh, who he snatches up for that. But we'll tell you a little bit more in the job section, too, about those positions. Okay, well, let's get into our news and announcements. And sneakily, uh, last week, Brad and I and the Audis team stumbled across the CF Summit website, who actually updated their site and now have official dates. And we've confirmed with Mark Takata. Into the the Box did move for a good reason. We were hoping that they were going to have it on the same dates, because we would have moved for nothing. But uh, if you see my screen, October 3rd and 4th, the 10th edition of Adobe ColdFusion Summit CF summit 2022 is back so it's been what, three years since they had it in vegas pretty cool it's really Let's been see. three whole years well we had two years we couldn't do it so this will be the Man. third i mean it it feels like it. it's just crazy it's been so long yeah so it's gonna be at the mirage which we've had it there before it's been pretty good mm-hmm. I, I quite like it at the mirage so that'll be good yeah. it was the
1: was the the mirage the one with the volcano up front that like erupts yeah. every half hour okay yeah yep that's yeah, I like the Mirage. That was a that was a good location. But, I mean, I'm super excited to uh um to finally be able to get back to Vegas and see the the Adobe cold Fusion team and see all the clients and people that I only get to see at that conference. Um yep. hopefully soon they'll have a call for speakers out. Um I mean Ordis is hoping to maybe sponsor, but I know they're very early in getting all of this information out. So there is a speaker
0: application button right here. That's Ooh, when did that appear? Form right now does it does it do anything <gasps> well fill in your name and then submit it and then wow, that, uh, that's new that wasn't even there a couple of days ago but yeah, it, very cool so but wait, when you fill that
1: when you submit that first form does it actually ask you what you're going to talk on
0: uh we'll have to find out i haven't even done it see you guys are <laughs> okay, getting I'm, so fresh here we go Um I'm going to go fill it out and see what it does. We'll find out. So the cool thing is, uh, the event pass, $99. So again, they, they discount this dramatically, guys. So you're getting a steal of a deal. Uh, W, their marketing budget is basically giving you $500, $600 off to get the event pass. Um, but the premium pass, has the cold fusion certification training and that is not the training you think it is. It is not of the cold fusion specialist training. It's a cold fusion professional. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that later because I did some snooping and found out more about it. But uh the cool thing is is that it's happening. Um and yeah the the certification program is going to be a little more updated. Apparently it's hard. It's like a professional that like you have to be good to do it. So um and Eric said he's testing in the chat. Uh, it just accepts the application, no second steps. I don't know if that means they're gonna chase you down or yeah. not. Well, um,
1: it says application received. Um, we'll be in touch shortly with more information. <laughs> yep. So that's uh, that's what happens.
0: Yep, and Vil uh, in the chat said that uh, Brad does not look like Daniel at all, and you're right, Vil, he doesn't. Uh, we just tried to swap it out and trick you. Uh, Daniel's been on the show a couple of weeks and Brad was actually available to make one, so we thought we'd better snatch him out while we could. That's why we told him told you he was elusive. Get it planned. Yep, exactly. So yeah, so we'll tell you a little bit more about the CF Summit, but uh, it's great that it's announced. It's gonna be official, live in person for those able to attend. So I'm pretty excited. And then into the box, we've had a few updates lately, Brad. You want to tell us about uh, the speakers? We got the second round of speakers announced too.
1: I have no clue what's going on. I just know that we've been going through picking sessions and trying to wade through all that. Um, I haven't even looked at our announcement for round two of speakers, but I know that we put some information out about what the sessions are. Yep. you, are so, you guys, you guys going to make me talk about something this year? What, what's the story about yeah, that? Yeah,
0: apparently you hear me talk about cold box task scheduling demystified.
1: Oh, all right. That's yep.
0: what Luis signed me up for, eh? Yep.
1: There's uh, quite a few I always enjoy here. getting to find out what I'm going to speak on. It's such a fun time for everyone. Yeah, see what see what Luis randomly put in for me, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, obviously, the ever speakers uh, put their talks in, and we had to choose. And there was like fifty sessions we had to pick from this year. Yeah, we had a lot of sessions, which is a fantastic problem to have. Yep, exactly. And so it was really hard. We got a, you know, a few people on standby still. We've announced almost all the speakers. So we actually have two rounds. So we've announced uh, a lot of sessions, but there's still a couple more coming uh, pretty soon here. So, um, but yeah, for the oldest ones, you know, obviously we, tr- we try to mix up uh, who's talking about what, because we don't want Luis talking every session, you know, he'll run out of voice so we spread it around and um but yeah so there are a few more announcements coming uh and like the announcement that we mentioned uh we had the first four workshops that we announced and due to a twitter poll the last uh, workshop was decided last week View JS, Spa, and Mobile App with REST APIs So That's my workshop and we already have uh, a couple people signed up for it so I'm pretty Wait, excited did you, about that Did you pay off the Twitter bots to I didn't. just go vote for your thing? I didn't actually because uh, I was thinking you know your one was actually pretty good, like command box, like we can't go past that. But I'm sure like uh like Bill said, I mean you could talk all day about just the bullet train. So like yeah. Yeah, we
1: should have a dedicated bullet train session. We talk about all the fonts and the colors. Oh man, I could make that happen.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> well it might it might happen. We're trying to get some uh um ad hoc rooms available for certain things, so we might have a Brad train. So and another announcement, um Again, is Foundeo is uh, going to be a sponsor again for Into the Box 2022. So we're happy All to right. have Foundeo on as a bronze sponsor. So well, uh, I don't think I've seen Pete Freitag in person either since whatever the last conference was. Yeah, and I I thought I heard that he may not be able to attend in person this year. Oh, but that's unacceptable. Pete, but, gotta get there. Yeah, but you know, that, just Hitchhike. a rumor, but. We're, say we're going to do what we can to, to have a few of those people who are unable to, to travel, um, the staples of the community, involved into the box anyway. So you'll have to come back for more updates on how we're going to try and do that.
1: Uh, you know, and uh, I completely forgot about my new soundboard here. I've had all these missed opportunities, like, you know, into the box. <laughs> right, you know, and uh, what do we have? You know, um, CF Summit.
0: <laughs> See? Oh, i forgot to play with my toys yep exactly sorry I missed opportunities yep and then for those of you that aren't in the cfml slack channel you should be but uh sean caulfield posted a tweet about how they've set up linen which cfml.lennon.dev you can actually see most of the channels uh, a lot of the, the conversations going on so you don't even have to be in slack to be able to basically get in there and uh check out what's going on so Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you know, a nice little way to snapshot what's in Slack. And obviously there's a ton of content, ton of people. Um, The CFML Slack channel is a happening place. And if you click join the conversation, it'll take you to the CFML Slack.com window. If the link worked. Yeah. And there's there's two
1: things this gives us, unless I'm incorrect, is it gives us a history past, you know, the 10,000 messages, right? So we can see what was talked about. And it gives us like Public Google searchability, right? Which in my, is very isn't that cool.
0: Correct? Yeah, those are the two yeah. of the biggest things okay. that we were really struggling with Slack, and that's why the oldest community was built too, right? So we could have more of those long form conversations that didn't get lost in the mm-hmm. in the the flying threads of Slack. But Slack is definitely great for for what it does. But uh, so cfml you guys can uh, find out a little bit more and check that out too. So and. I'm going to try and start sharing some of these things on here. We got so much going on, kind of a crazy day with Brad and all his audio. So, but uh, but yeah, so lots of cool little updates there. But let's talk about some news and announcements. So, Brad, first up is Command Box 5.5.2 5. release. You want to tell us why it's important and what you've been fixing? Because there's quite a lot of things on mm-hmm. that. Um, the bug fixes, improvement, and tasks for this one, right?
1: Um. Well, yeah, it was about a dozen or so. Um so basically command box 5.5.0 start came out like 2 weeks ago and no sooner did what, what was the first thing I patched? No sooner did I start to like begin the release process and we found some regression that I had to work around, which is why the blog post was for 5.5.1. But anyway, cuz there was one little thing that got fixed. But um there was a couple little regressions, some stuff that needed to be worked around, because um, the command box 5.5 represented about six months worth of development. And so um, I finally had a nice little collection of uh, kind of just regression fixes in command box and some of the other stuff. And so I pushed that out as 5.5.2. So um, I do recommend you go ahead and update to it just to make sure that all those little bugs are fixed, um, especially if you're using command box with the um, service manager module for Windows mm-hmm. services. Um we had a couple clients using that and there was some some tiny changes in how the new version of command box works, which we found didn't always work very well. Uh so anyway, just make sure on that latest version. Um that has the newest Lucy, which like just came out the same day I released five five two. So Lucy five three nine build like one forty one. Uh which is basically the same thing for Lucy, a little collection of uh, of fixes that I think is actually um on our our next thing though you had the,
0: the rc yep. but anyway so yeah it's lucy had a- RC, sorry it's meant to be the full one i just didn't change the title. yeah
1: final exactly so yeah. lucy had their own little like oop let's let's fix some of the little regressions we had in our release and i basically had the same thing so you upgrade the command box you're getting the the latest and greatest lucy you're getting the latest and greatest undertow all the libraries are all updated and as usual if you find any more bugs um i don't want to hear about it no i'm just kidding uh, if you find any more bugs let us know about it um but that's the latest update, and it's just a little a little patch release right now.
0: Okay. Cool, cool. Yep, and then as I mentioned, uh, I was in the Adobe uh, channel of the CFML Slack team, and they were talking about the Adobe CF Builder release. And so mock on Slack in the, a bigger conversation because uh, everyone keeps saying, it's like, I thought they were going to be announced like last quarter, last quarter. And he's like, oh, man. I know I sound like I, 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 I have a broken record. I have a button for that.
1: <laughs> Oh, awkward. Yeah. yeah, so he says, I know
0: it sounds like a broken record, but it's really close. He's uh, had a couple of really long demos this week. One lo- one left. He says looks really good. He's using the latest build for all his demos, um, and it's right there. He said there's one dumb do- bug that's probably already being fixed, but, um, you know, he said keep an eye out for the VS Code basically during Developer Week. He's pushing for two talks for it because he says there's too much time. Uh, no, sorry, not enough time to cover everything in an hour. Sorry, go and ahead, just Brent. to be
1: clear, Adobe Cold Fusion Builder used to always refer to the Eclipse-based IDE, um, but when we use it now, this is referring to the new VS Code-based IDE, and they've kept the same name, Adobe Cold Fusion Builder, but it's now a different tool on a different platform. So some people hear that, they're thinking this is the Eclipse-based one. This is the new, uh, amazing, long-promised
0: VS Code. Uh, plugin yeah it was announced when they released 2021 actually before that Um, yeah it was
1: announced before that i think most people anticipated it was going to release with cold fusion 2021 and who knows maybe it was planned that way but it is uh taking a little bit longer
0: yeah but that slack um thread talked about you know the the debugger, you know, and stuff like that, and the, the server protocol stuff. And so I don't know exactly what it has, but um, they're asking Mark a lot of hard questions about it. And hopefully we'll find out in a couple of months here at the Adobe Developer Week where he'll be showing it off. So uh, very excited to at least have, you know, a more definitive timeline there because I know it's always been next quarter, next quarter. So here we go. Yep. And in case you missed it, uh, the Adobe CF engine updates are in Command Box. Um, we released it i think a couple weeks ago now so if you guys do need that um 2021 is completely free of log4j1x adobe's acf uh, 2018 still seems to have some floating around in there right brad
1: yeah and that it's a little confusing because no one's been able to get an actual like answer from adobe on it it according to the the release notes log4j1 point anything was supposed to be completely gone but then, when people went to upgrade, there were a lot of scenarios in which there were still log for what J one jars still there, I and mean, when you deleted them, it wouldn't start. Um, so it has been pointed out to Adobe, but other than just we've escalated this and we'll get back to you, there hasn't been any any word. I'm guessing it's a oh, oops, crap, we missed one. That's my guess. But anyway, so yeah, if if you're on 2021 that if, and you're on Command Box Five Five, you can finally have a deployment that is 100% free of log for J. Um, In 2018, apparently, you're going to have to wait a bit
0: longer. I don't know. (laughs) Yep, for sure. Okay. So let's get to webinars, meetups, and workshops. And first up, this week, we have the great Michael Bourne talking about Clearing the Fuzzies on Fuzzy Search, and he'll be talking a little bit about why your database search is not smart enough, and there's some cool plugins out there for databases, but CB Elasticsearch is pretty awesome, and so I'll be showing you how you can uh, add the power of fuzzy searching to your Fusion application. Is it going to give me warm,
1: fuzzy feelings?
0: It might. It just depends on how, how cold and sharp you are to start with.
1: <laughs> but
0: yeah. Tune in, I'll have to tune in and find out. Yep. But it's a, it's a cool session. He's done a lot with it lately. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff happening with CB Elasticsearch. So you guys should, uh, check that webinar out. Um, there are other webinars, of course, the previous ones are up on CFcast, but if you can go register, it'll remind you, add a calendar, uh, thing for you. But that is this 27th, 11 AM. So Friday morning, 11 AM central time. Okay. looks like we got the Seattle Cold Fusion user group coming back too, Brad.
1: I see that here. They're restarting, and the first talk is going to be by uh, Leon Daniel, and it's going to be sending SMS messages in ColdFusion using the Twilio API, which is something that we do for some of our clients, and it's, it's really easy. I love the Twilio APIs. You can do just a crap ton of stuff with them, so... Um, yeah, that's, tie- that should be very useful.
0: Yeah, we're tying into that and some some phone call connection things, right? Where it'll call the agent and then call the person, and then once they both answer, it'll connect them and stuff like that. Yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of cool stuff going on with with Twilio, and some missed is a big part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. We did a Twilio integration as well, where when people called in, we would hit the data, we would you know, hit a, a webhook on our end, run some ColdFusion Fusion code, figure out where to transfer them to. It was really really easy. Um, so. Yeah, I just love the Twilio stuff. I tell them, I tell the guys that every year at
0: DevNexus, I go over to the Twilio
1: booth and I tell them, I love you guys. Really yep, awkward and, to
0: them. and Eric Peterson just said, Twilio is my whole life right now. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> I, I'm, I know there's proof. That's all he ever works in. But he's doing awesome stuff with it for some of our clients. So very cool. Okay. So next up, we have uh, some Adobe workshops. So the 26th, so tomorrow, um, it's going to be 10 a.m., the webinar exploring CF administrator part one with Mark Takata. So that's going to be a, a cool little session. And then after that, we have a few more workshops coming up soon. Um, and so that is June 15th at 9am. We have the, the, the American version. So the Brian Seppi uh, Eastern time zone, uh, um, Adobe Cold Fusion Workshop. And then we have on the June 22nd, we have the European version with Damian Bruendonks. He's going to be doing it at 9 a.m. Central European Time, not Central Time. Um, again, Adobe Cold Fusion Workshop. And they have a, a little list here for getting all their information, uh, all their upcoming webinars and workshops and everything. So I'm sure that in the chat as well. So lots of cool content coming from Adobe. And of course, Adobe Developer Week and the Safe Summit as well. So they're busy, busy, busy. Um, and then in the chat, Daniel Garcia says he uses Twilio for his home phone number. Really? I used to use RingCentral to do some redirecting for business stuff, and I thought about switching over to Twilio. I haven't actually done it. I might have to learn about that sometime. Okay, let's get on to our CFCast content. So we've got more videos I've being busy, haven't I Brad? You have been busy. So of two more videos in the publisher first forge box package. And we've got basically just a few more videos left in the series. I'm basically going to show you through the the web UI and everything, but really that series it's more than you need to know for your first forge box package. You go over lots of different things and they're all free. So you guys can go check them all out. Cause we want everybody using uh forge So, you know, yes, you don't have to a box product, you know, you can put up anything there pretty much. And, uh, there's a lot of cool things up there. We've heard about CF wheels and everybody lately putting up their packages. So it doesn't have to be a box product. <laughs> <laughs> really all you need to know just to publish your first package is the publish command
1: there, yep. you're done. That's it. Yep. But you're, you're given a lot more good information. Yep. Yeah. I, I, we see a lot of libraries that people have out there in a GitHub repo and we're like, Hey, get this good stuff on ForgeBox.
0: And um, that's actually one of the coming soon series. Uh, I have a mm-hmm. series coming up called boxifying a third party library. <laughs> and so we're going to be using a couple of our, our examples. Uh, ben Adele gave us some permission to to boxify some of his. So we'll get them up on forge box and then show it how to make them more forge, uh, well, cold box friendly as well, but just getting them up on forge box is easy, but we're going to try and make it easier for other people to, to integrate with them too. And yeah. then, uh, Logbox 101. Eric Peterson's going to be releasing some of them very soon and we've obviously been releasing our Forgebox Module of the Week snippets and our VS Code Tip and Trick of the Week. So we got a couple of videos the last couple of weeks. We have a few more and then we'll go back to just one a week, honest, and that way we'll be up to date. But we wanted to get all the 2022 videos out for you guys. So uh, they're almost all up there. So if you don't want to watch the entire podcast because you missed a few a couple months back, you can just watch the, the Forgebox Module of the Week. So but yeah, lots of content there. So uh, remember cfcast.com. There's free and paid content, and a lot of the stuff uh, is, is free, and including some of those into-the-box videos. So some of the great ones from last uh, last year we put up there. Um, so go check them out. Get hyped up for Into the Box, and hopefully you'll want to snatch a ticket. Speaking of conferences, Brad, what do we got going on this week? Um, well, this week there
1: is the Microsoft Build, which is today the 26th um, says they explore the latest innovations in code and application development so I'm not sure what all they cover but it's Microsoft so nobody ever got fired for buying Microsoft right
0: yeah well I'm curious now too because obviously VS code is a Microsoft product github's a Microsoft product uh, I know they're talking about Microsoft edge but no one's as excited about that as the other two <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah vs code and uh, github i know last time they showed us some cool stuff with you know github actions and, and everything and how they use the vs code dev tool to build into github there's some cool stuff that they have been doing so i'm sure there'll be Look, some great stuff there even if you're not at, a net fan
1: looking at the website they have five sessions that are live right now Ooh. and it looks like two of them are in Spanish and ones in German? Wow, interesting.
0: Yeah, There you go. So, yeah, there's some some cool stuff. So a lot of stiffness coming up. So yeah, but they do have some different time zones, which I thought was kind of neat. You know, yeah, I think time they're zone. multi I think they're multicasting some of these in different things, which is actually pretty cool. Yep. Different languages, different time zones, different presenters. It's it's pretty cool. And then another one this week. So tomorrow is IonicConf, the free Ionic conference. That's a full day of talks from the leaders in the web community showing off Ionic. And so Ionic's kind of a long way. It used to be Angular only, and now they're doing view stuff and they're trying to do native stuff as well. So, uh, if you're looking for, you know, an app solution, maybe Ionic is the place to go. And if you go to ionic.io slash IonicConf, you will see some, some cool stuff there. So, um, I used to do some Ionic way back in the day, but I haven't <laughs> done any for a while. Too much Quasar lately, I must admit. So so what do we got next, Brad? Uh, there's the U- US Vue.js conference
1: um, coming up in Fort Lauderdale, looks like. That's going to be in June uh, 8th to the
0: 10th. Um, so it's like an in-person conference if I'm reading this, correct? Yep. Beach Code View it looks really cool. They got the schedule and everything announced now, so um, we should definitely definitely be watching that online. I said I was hoping to get out there, but unfortunately, not able to make it this year. got too many uh, Cold Fusion conferences, thankfully, so gotta <laughs> pick and choose my my conferences. So we won't. Be Hosted there. by the creator of Vue.js and the core team. Yep, looks like a, cool. a really good one there. And then those, since I just mentioned Quasar before, Quasar Conf is going to happen again. Quasar is a, a cool little, um, you know, a little tool. Basically, it's a framework built on top of Vue. It uh, allows you to build one set of code and deploy it everywhere. So SPA apps, you know, PWAs, mobile apps using, um, you know, Cordova or Capacitor. It's even got browser extensions now that you can export to. So it's pretty slick. Um, and so they've got a conference coming up uh, July 9th corporate for Call for speakers just come out, so if you want to get something in, you got to June 9th for that. So, is this an online conference or a yeah, online conference? And it's really different. Like last year, they had their first one, and it was just a three and a half hour conference. They just had seven or eight little twenty eight minute sort of like little talks, and it was kind of neat. So, I was just rewatching some of them to to catch up on stuff that I I missed. So, who actually runs Quasar? Like who? who Um. there's a it's just a small little group um and they kind of spread out everywhere and so that's something i actually um think about writing a proposal to to speak there cuz i do enough of it and i feel like i'm a salesperson almost like you know i've got every time i talk about something i am i'm going to be talking about quasar again this year at, at conferences so um, it's definitely, definitely a cool framework. And if you need to publish it to different platforms then it makes it really useful, it's got great UI and great tools built in. It's got uh, you know, a nice setup, but yeah, it's basically just a small team sort of supporting it. But they've got like this one guy, just, just released 72 different component videos, basically every component in the view in the, the UI. Uh, they made a video for each one and released them on YouTube just this last week. And I mean, I really like it. Like you think data tables are cool. Check out the, the queue table. Um, and you know, just the way they hook up to everything. And I mean, I'm doing some fun stuff with it and I showed it off at previous conferences and I'm going to be doing more of it this year at the workshop and in my session. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then we have that conference too. That conference.
1: What's yeah, that
0: conference? That conference, that conference is, uh, some I never heard of before, but when they host stuff at water parks, I am mean, um, but they've got, uh, two different, um, basic in-person events, but they host like monthly little conferences as well. But they've got one in Texas, which is happening. I think, I think it happened last week. And then in Wisconsin, their one is going to be in late July. And then, uh, Daniel Garcia, who you guys thought was going to be hosting today, who isn't, uh, he's actually going to be speaking. So he's gonna, yeah, do his session, and he got it was a really great session that he did on last year into the box, and he's building on top of that and making it bigger and better, and he's gonna be sharing that love and some cool fusion love with another conference, which is always cool, right, Brad?
1: Yeah. So Daniel's little like speaker highlight page says under his name camp counselor, that like. Is that his title for the conference? He's a camp counselor.
0: Yeah, they kind of play it off like you're in a like a, a summer camp for, for oh, geeks. Okay. So that's, yeah. I see. They they
1: picked a theme. Oh, I see, camp for geeks. So they picked yep. a theme and they're sticking with it. That's pretty clever.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's pretty cool. So they've got that conference takes actually it's this week. So if you guys are in Texas, a multi-day hybrid event. And then see, they have That's Online in June. So it's a one-day, or actually it's two days. Man, I thought they were just one-day conferences. It's pretty cool. And then, again, that conference uh, is where it's going to be, so in Wisconsin. But, yeah, they have stuff all the time, and they just sound like a fun group. Daniel, uh, you know, obviously is really excited to be speaking there. So, um, you know, show him some support. And Daniel, are you going to be there in person? Daniel's in the
1: chat, by the way, which is why I'm talking to him. In, out in the ether right now
0: yep um yeah, in person he's taking the, the you know the family they are gonna have uh, fun and awesome. it's at an awesome location with a water park and everything so i'm like i'm gonna have to present next year nice well you
1: yeah I you've got to you gotta sneak in all the cold fusion you can man be like yep. doing command box stuff on your screen and people like Oh, that looks cool. What's that? You're like, this is called Bullet
0: Train, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's better than Oh My Shush or whatever they, the other one is that everyone uses. Oh My Z Shell. Z Shell, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Adobe Developer Week is coming up soon as well. So July 18th through the 22nd, online, virtual, and free. And it's going to be back and better than ever. Apparently, they had a, a good number uh, last year and everything. And uh, this week they're changing the format, so they're going to do it like a, a old school Autodesk Developer Week, where basically it's spread out over five days, a couple of different sessions throughout the day, so everyone can get a bit of work and take a break, watch a show, and you know, watch a session and get back to it. So I think that'll be really successful. So and, do we have any
1: orders peeps hanging out at this one?
0: Um, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I've heard that there may be at least one speaking there. Uh, they haven't actually announced it, uh, all their speakers yet. Well, last time I oh, went, okay. I guess I should double check they, right now and see, because they had the, the developer last year's. week appeared to be an invite
1: only sort of gig. They, didn't, they never had a call for speakers, so No. So I was not, I was not on their on their list of people they wanted to hear from. <laughs> I see yeah. Pete Freitag's in there. That's fast. last year's of, that's, lo- Oh, this is
0: yeah. That's last year's speaker list.
1: What's the freak? Yep, this thing's happened up- next month, and they didn't even have their current speakers yet. That's it. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go find Mark Dakota and rough him up like that poor United employee you all saw on talk. to Keisha. Go.
0: I'll give you a hint. Talk to Keisha. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So they've they've got that coming up. They'll be announcing the the speakers and sessions real soon. So I know that they're working on that. Like I so said, I've talked to a couple of people, and I know that they're they're talking to people about that. So we should have information very soon. But it's gonna be well, a cool little when it, session. When it happens, you can be sure you will hear from it on the very next. Modernizer Die Podcast. Yeah, we will let you know because we're snooping. <laughs> That's how we found about CF Summit, right? We're <laughs> always talking. Yeah, yeah, Gavin and I tripped across the CF Summit site like the day I think they released it.
1: We're like, oh, it's live. We're like, Mark, is this for
0: real? (laughs) Yeah, we're like, wait, was this official or accidental? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like like the tweet that he had to remove the dates on originally. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so it's official. And we even had him say, yes, it's official. So October 3rd and 4th, the CF Summit Conference. It's going to be at the Mirage. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then the day after. So they're doing the conference the first two days. So Monday, Tuesday, Mm -hmm. Wednesday will be there. They're um, specialists, but it's not specialists. It's a certification. It's Adobe Certified Professional. And so previous years, uh, I think three years ago when everyone did it, um, it was the Adobe Certified um, Specialist. And so that apparently was easy because when i was um <laughs> calvin Staten did that and he's like uh is this the same or is it different and so I copied and pasted and manipulated a little bit from from what mark said he said the adobe certified professional cert is totally different much more difficult and comprehensive certification than the mm. cf specialist previously offered he said um, that Mark, Nolan Ert, Dave Ferguson, and the CF engineering team, Alicia and Keisha, all spent a week together uh, building the new one, and it is hard. So <laughs> Mark highly recommends it as a test of your skills. He guarantees everybody will learn something new. Um, and so we're like, well, is it just the one-day thing you do a test or what? And he's like, there's over 100 hours of videos to go through before the one-day lecture insert. So if you watch the videos, sit in class and take the exam um, – you know, that's basically the, the program. He says, it's no joke. It's definitely challenging, but super satisfying to pass. And he says, plus you get the access to those videos for a year, which is nice for going back and reviewing things down, down the line. So, sounds like it's new improved hard so it's going to be a real challenge i think last time they had like 90 percent people passed i think or something so maybe they're trying to really weed everybody out and make sure everyone is top notch so they want to make their certification you know real specialized and make it professional nice. so so yeah so that's from slack uh, again on the adobe <laughs> channel on the cfml slack you can go see you know mark's pretty pretty active on there and there's a you know, Mark's
1: non-official
0: information highway Yeah, he provides us with. I'm sure it'll eventually get to the website, soon, But, yeah, sometimes you just got to jump the gun, and uh, that's what we're here for. Gun so jumping.
1: some people may be asking themselves, but, Gavin, will Ortis be having any sort of training before or after CF Summit? Well, Brad. Where are we at well, do we get on that? Well,
0: I know that um, we're organizing it. So we don't have anything official just yet because we only just found out officially about this, like, Thursday last week. <laughs> yeah. So we've already been calling. Um, and obviously having the conference on Monday, Tuesday means we can either do it before or after. And so Saturday, Sunday is usually harder for people for travel and everything else. So we'll probably do our training probably the 5th and the 6th. So um, if you're looking at doing the Adobe Certified Professional um, and obviously you can do that. If not, we'll have our training as well. Uh, we thought it was the same one. We thought it was a specialized. So this is news to us that it's not because we were thinking, well, most people have already done it. So like, you know, they won't be doing that again. But now they've changed Price. it. We may change. So we're, we're looking at doing some training right after it. So it'll either be the fifth and sixth or the sixth yeah. and seventh or some combination of. Um, so we're not sure exactly. But uh, apparently,
1: apparently all the prices in Vegas have like doubled Um, because i've heard that for cf summit yeah um mark was talking to me about how the prices have just been crazy this year uh so we've got to take all that into account and figuring out what what orders can can pull off as well but we'll we'll announce that as soon as we have a better idea of what we're doing um yeah
0: don't book your tickets for your flights yet without leaving a few extra days because you know like just tell the wife you'll be home friday night and you should be good because no (laughs) matter what we'll be there we'll be having fun yeah yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be i'm sorry we're gonna be working hard not having fun because my <laughs> wife might actually watch this podcast and she'll be in trouble. She, I knew it. You going to Vegas for a conference? <laughs> you know what? Uh, you just be a Top Golf or the or the Brazilian Steakhouse. That would
1: be one of those two places. Well, Maybe we will, we will be. If, yeah,
0: exactly. One and the other. You gotta you gotta work off that uh, steak. <laughs> so we'll be there. Oh, we'll goodness. be doing something for sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, let us know what you guys are looking for. David already says after will be great. Uh, exactly. So. Yep, Top Golf for the win. We'll definitely be doing something at the Brazilian Steakhouse and Top Golf, and there'll mm. be training involved.
1: I'm hungry already.
0: Yep, I know. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep moving. Yep, Vue.js Forge. (laughs) Um, So 29th and 30th is a Vue.js hackathon. Um, Again, you can sign up for free um, and you get basically randomly put with a team. If you want to do a company deal, it's like $2,000 for a five-man team or a five-person team and you get some uh, benefits like you get guaranteed access to the workshop and you get Vue school annual memberships for every team member. Um, But Vue.jsforge.com, I've signed up. I'm going to try and get on an individual team and see who I get paired with. Um, So looks like fun and that is okay.
1: Yeah. also there's this little tiny thing called into the box in our oh, show yeah. notes maybe you've heard of it september 6th 7th and 8th um obviously that's our conference in houston we mentioned it earlier uh early bird pricing is available according to the show notes until may 31st so yeah so um, jump on jump that. on that yep. jinx
0: <laughs> oh your coke
2: <laughs>
0: yep so uh, yeah we've got a lot of cool things going on there like i said we've announced almost all the speakers and sessions the workshops uh have been announced the website has been updated so there's a lot of content up there um and our but, blog has been
1: getting almost daily releases the itb blog so keep an eye on that as well all these speaker updates everything's been getting pushed on there yep. we have a Team of people that has been constantly keeping our into the box stuff updated. So,
0: yep, we're trying to keep on top of that. And today, you'll see the announcement of my workshop, and you'll find out a little bit more about what I'm going to do in that workshop as well. And we'll be having more in depth descriptions coming soon on all the workshops. So that'll be uh, flying out to the box blog. And on the oldest blog, we're we're doing little summaries every like once a week of all the stuff that's on the into the box blog in case you missed it because we don't want to like double post and uh, drown everybody with all that content. So. Lots going on there, and into the box, of the TAM has official dates December 7th. It's going to be when into the box, of the TAM is coming uh, to you, and it's going to be pretty cool. And I know, Adam, we've already told you, but CF Camp 2022 is not happening, they're going to try again in summer 2023. Um, but basically, it's too much uncertainty right now. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.
1: I know. I'm, I'm so sort of disappointed, but not in the CF camp people because they're doing their best. I just, I can't wait for CF camp to happen again. So Yep. I'm really crossing my fingers that next year we'll finally be able to get it off the ground. I know. Again. And it's
0: going to be June. We don't have to worry about pulling our kids out of school for too long. We can, you know, my wife's a teacher, so I just kidnap her and away we go and we'll have some fun. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. So a lot of great conference stuff coming up this week, next week, and the next couple of months. So let's get on to blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So First up, James Moberg had one about getting width and height from an SVG because they're scalable. I think that's pretty cool that, you know, you can basically get the width and height ratio and then be able to uh, use that in your in your code. So that way the aspect ratio is right and you don't mess up your icons and stuff. But so he's got a cool UDF there showing how to use it. So thought that was pretty neat.
1: But, Wait, all right, we're going to have to keep moving. I just realized we have like yeah. a thousand stuff, things left. Yep. And <laughs> we have I to know. end on
0: time today. Yep. All right. And so you want to tell us about uh, this IP4? Um, James Murberg tweeted about, Isvalid doesn't have an IP4 filled, like support for that? Like, but, That's kind of weird.
1: But this 20-year-old UDF has. Um, uh, you know, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. But, yeah, so apparently if you use Isvalid to validate an IP address, it'll only work on um actually it says it doesn't support ipv4 i assume it means ipv6
0: no he's just saying no it doesn't have an ip validation like oh like, it just
1: doesn't do ips at all yeah it's just um, not
0: one of the ones you'd, you'd think is valid would have more options and whatever but he's like 20 years ago on you know on the CF cfl yeah, i mean the <laughs> the media. regex
1: isn't too hard to validate an ip address but yeah uh that's a good question why isn't there you know what would be nice is if like the is valid function in cool fusion was extensible and you could just add your own stuff like directly into it, but I suppose that's another thing entirely. Anyway.
0: Yep. So but that's pretty cool. So uh he's got that UDF right there, so you can go go grab that. Um but yeah, I mean I was thinking the same thing. It's like, you know, I guess test box matches would be another similar thing, right? You wanna match data types and usually we resort to our own little custom matches but see, kind
1: of i cool. rarely collect ip addresses like as user input usually ip addresses come from the http header data and you know you're just trusting that it's obviously going to be a valid ip address already so yeah maybe that's why it's not as common but anyway uh,
0: well Vil says use a complete different library for those Vil, if you want yeah share that would be kind of useful information if you could uh and then someone just tweeted i don't even see it from um the CFA Live group, but uh, apparently there's a, a YouTube video of Dave Ferguson talking about I your database relationships in a rut. So this is an episode of <laughs> the CFA Live podcast, but it just happened like May 20th. But interestingly enough, yeah, I didn't see like the whole blog. So maybe that was like a live recording and this is like pre-release. So you might be able to see it before it's actually released on the CFA Live podcast itself. So... I'll have to watch that one later. Dave does a lot of talks, and I'm wondering if this is like a pre-release to what he might do at uh, Adobe Developer Week. He's quite often an Adobe speaker, obviously working with the, the team, creating the the professional certification. So we might see something similar to this. So.
1: Sounds fun. There's also a blog by some guy named Gavin Picken. Who's yeah, that guy? Some cloud. Says, says, why should I use third-party libraries versus roll my own? That's a, yeah. that's a good question, Gavin. If only someone would answer that for
0: us. Yeah, uh, that's a common question that we get. And, you know, in Cold Fusion, we seem to have this issue where it's like everyone wants to reinvent the wheel, right? You know, they want to have that little bit of control and they don't trust libraries and packages. And you know, that's okay mm-hmm. to a certain point, but... You know, third-party libraries have a lot of wins, too. So this blog post, as the TLDR sort of says, it's like it'll convince you that libraries are not evil like so many haters believe. (laughs) But, you know, choosing the right libraries can make you more productive and efficient, not necessarily lazy, but it also identifies solid use cases where using a third-party library in your application is good, And some of the red flags to sort of beware of, you know, maybe it's some red flags will show you that it might be unsafe, unreliable or poorly supported or ill suited. So it's not just like, hey, use third party libraries, never roll your own. It's like, (laughs) what should I consider when looking at them? And what sort of, yeah, why, why, why would it be good? Why would it be bad? You know, and how to sort of make that, that decision. Because, you know, as a consultant, the answer is always, it depends. And most things are in moderation, you know, so uh, hopefully, you know, that's some good insight. And some people said some stuff on, you know, on Facebook and, and everything got some responses to some of the posts. So, you know, hopefully got people thinking about it. And, you know, so that's the, that's the point with that blog post is to let you guys know that it's not all evil. You know, some third party libraries are good, right? So.
1: Yep. So we also have another uh, Wicked Good Development podcast, and that is a podcast done by the folks at Sonatype. And Sonatype basically runs Maven Central, which you've probably heard of. It's the package Ooh. repository for Java projects. Um, and so they were at DevNexus, and Luis and I were talking to them at their booth, talking about how to you know, integrate, like, Forgebox somehow into Sonatype to proxy through its repository product and everything. Anyway, Luis and I both did a little interview for the podcast. I assume you probably talked about mine last week. Yeah, I actually um, I listened
0: to it, and it was really good. Perfect.
1: Uh, yeah, it was really fun. They, we just sat down. Luis did the same thing, sat down in a room with them, had a little handheld thing, and just talked about open source, talked about how Ordis approaches it, how they make money, you know, the 70-30 rule, which is our kind of internal rule of thumb where, you know, the Ordis employees work on client projects 70% of the time and work on open source 30% of the time, and that way we can, you know, keep the lights on, but we can keep stuff moving. Anyway, Luis talks about all that, and it's, a, it's a pretty fun. I just listened to it yesterday. Um, when yeah.
0: it came out, and I liked your one because you were that Cold Fusion guy that you know, like the Boogeyman shows up on Twitter whenever you say Cold Fusion. Uh, I prefer and, you know,
1: Microsoft Clippy, but yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but yeah, the, it, it appears you've said something dumb about Cold Fusion on the internet. Would you like me to correct you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was a good post too. But yeah, because it was like, yeah, they they hadn't heard of Cold Fusion in forever, and they didn't know anything about it, and you know, so it was cool that you and uh, yeah, you you corrected there. I i was i (laughs) happily updated
1: them in the state of cold fusion yeah so we also had the ben Nadell corner over here yep um the first one i didn't see this one code kata getting initials for a name in lucy cfml all right
0: yep it was it was a cool little one you know just working through sort of a you know like a little exercise and trying to figure out initials and i know from experience that this is not as easy as you think uh I just worked on a, a <laughs> on a big project where it was with publications, and every format came in different. So sometimes you had first names and last names, sometimes you had last name comma first name, and all these different possible combinations. And I had to like basically build a little rule engine that figured out, okay, how do I get the initials out of this, and which initials should be where, and and so Ben worked through that yeah. you know, using some regex patterns and stuff. So I, I love these types of things because I'm not as good as regex uh, with regex as I should be. And Ben is kind of an expert, and so it was a a good blog post for that. And
1: on the on the topic of this, it, this is not what Ben was doing, but in a similar vein, um, there's a really nice, I think, Lucy only function. I could be wrong. Um, called UC first, which will uppercase the first letter of all the words. So if you have like a lowercase name and you want to try to make it uppercase, that's a fun little one that's built into Cold Fusion. Yeah, that is Lucy only. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like you said, dealing with names, if you've ever had to deal with a, uh, like a legacy, I say like like a, like a uh, mainframe database where you store everything in Cold fusion and you've try, had to try to take that and like put it back into like proper, you know, uh, capitalization, it's always harder than you think. So this is kind of fun to see all the edge cases that Ben, you know, came up with, and then the code that he wrote to solve them all. Nice.
0: Yep. And then next up we have another one from Ben and this one, SQL join tables are just entity tables with hard to name concepts. <laughs> and this one I, I thought was pretty cool because using QB and Quick a little bit more, like we've talked about like many to many relationships and how you've got the map tables that go in between them. And you know, depending on what you put in them, sometimes you need to do a little more with them. And so, you know, so Ben sort of walked through this process, um, and you know, and he's trying to figure out how to name them and and stuff so um i don't
1: necessarily agree uh with his overall premise but i think being able to think about what makes an entity is kind of the core here because i i commented on there as well with you know my rules of thumb of how i usually treat them because some people call them xref tables some people call them join tables some people call them cross tables there's all sorts of different kind of nomenclature um and yeah there's always a good question is no how much data needs to be in it before it's really an entity of its own from your, you know, applications perspective as opposed to just some behind the scenes, you know, inner join that happens. Um, it was yeah. a good conversation.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to say too. You know, I like Ben's blog posts. They're great, but sometimes the gold is really in the comments. And so if you don't <laughs> read the comments, you might be missing out. So, but... Uh, ben also
1: had one on uh, parsing what he referred to as knowledge dates, such as January 1st, year one you know midnight right which is basically like i'm forced to input something that's syntactically a valid date but i basically want to not have a date at all um mm-hmm. that's an interesting concept <laughs> but i've definitely seen that as well you get some kind of like weird default values that aren't really a date but they look like a date
0: yep basically greater than one must be included for your date month and year so that's all they put in there <laughs> but yeah yeah Mm-hmm. And so he's got a little function to sort of fix this nullish date. Uh, that's, that's kind of interesting. I know I was actually helping Luis. We were trying to debug some, converting some Java uh, timestamps over to Fusion and, and doing weird stuff with time zones. And that's never fun. So right after that is when I saw this blog post. I'm like, enough dates for this week already, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to deal D- with dates. Dates have to represent half of the the crap that developers deal with, I swear. I know, I swear. If they had, uh, we just need better libraries. And the thing is, like Luis brought up, those like in Cobox's core, before we load libraries and modules, like we basically, you know, we need some of those, some of that logic before we can even do that. And so, you know, we could basically import a, something hard and then use it, and then we could load everything else up. So it was like, it's like, he's like some of that logic. You could live in a module, yes, for everybody else, but Coldbox needs it before modules are even supported, you know, like just in the yeah. straight boot up. So,
1: Ben also had one on dynamically enabling and disabling session management. I didn't see this, but I assume he's just using CF application action equals update. I'm scrolling through to see what he's actually doing here. What is he doing? I'm still scrolling. Oh, I don't know. I never actually saw it. How did he do it? Or does he just mean dynamic code inside of the application.cfc? Pseudo constructor, yeah. Interesting. Right. That that's where this dot session management is set. Is he just setting it equal to something dynamic? Is that all he's doing? Oh, yeah. it is. Okay. So I, I I assume from the headline that he meant like enabling or disabling it like after the execution had passed from your application on into your framework. But no, he just has an if statement in the application pseudo constructor, which based on a cookie either sets this dot session management to true or this dot session management to false. Um, and I've actually seen this quite a bit when people are trying to, to disable bot sessions. You know, if you mm-hmm. have just thousands of hits from bots, they'll try to detect, you know, certain um, uh, a, uh, agent, user agent names, right? And yep. they'll set the, you know, session timeout to be, you
0: know, one minute or zero or whatever. And James Boberg um, probably has a library for distingu- distinguishing which ones are robots or not, so we could do that. Probably <laughs> a lot of
1: people have, have created similar things. Of course, you know, that, that assumes the bots aren't lying, but... Um what a lot of people don't realize is the is that the application.cfc is recreated for every single request. Mm-hmm. Even though it looks application-y and like something that might run one once, it actually runs for every request request and you can have different settings per request. A lot of people don't realize that, which is why if statements in here uh, totally work. Yeah, James just put in the chat, I do
0: yeah i know I've, I've seen them before i actually yeah. thought about we should have some community type one that we everybody updates so we just have to worry about like hey this is the robot list for today so we don't yeah, have to like I mean, add our fir- own and yeah keep it up to the date, first but-
1: person i heard talking about that was michael denowitz years ago and yeah, a lot of people have done similar things okay so we have five minutes left and about uh, a couple more posts from Matt and cameron Will we make it in
0: time, Gavin? Probably not, but it's okay. We'll do. Yeah. We've but yep, so much earlier. So Adam Cameron, um, he corrected us because, uh, Uh-oh. His, Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, because you know he's been working on this little tiny TDD framework, um, exercise, and you know, we just kind of, basically, you know, guessed at his intentions. You know, he likes problems and solving them and everything else, and so basically, us and the working code. Podcast uh basically got it wrong is what he said kind of got it wrong but <laughs> so, so this is why he's doing this project and the cool thing was is like the base the main one i see is he wants to enable cf you to be able to run tests on tricf cf you know so you know he's he's doing that and that would be fantastic
1: yeah especially since when people put in tickets for lucy they'll usually include i do a tricf cf <laughs> example it would be awesome to be able to have the actual test case in yep. you know in tricf cf man i would love that
0: Yep, so that's why he's trying to do it. So basically, you know, it's really easy to demonstrate, and that's one of the exact reasons there, Brad. And then, obviously, practical exercise and TDing some real code, um, you know, and TDing a, a framework, a test framework, is just kind of funny, slightly contrived, as he says. But, um, yeah, and like I said, for this, largely in vain, he says, you know, it's people like... <laughs> I won't use all the words in there but basically saying you know like testing <laughs> good luck with that Cameron um, but yeah because a lot of people don't think testing is good or cool or anything else and uh, and Adam's pretty vocal that it is it's important it's needed and we should be doing more of it and so that's cool but yeah I like this too that he's actually trying to come up with decent code in a restricted environment it's a challenge and that's kind of what I thought of it more of as a challenge you know like he, he likes, likes to challenge himself and, and we all learn from it so we appreciate that but so he's got a blog just telling us that we're wrong, which is fine because we were, but that's very cool. I, I definitely like the tri CF uh, motivation. So cool Adam. Oh, and then by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed um, when we share my screen again, you'll see it. There's actually a little uh, quote in his website header and it's been updated. So uh, let me share my screen again. And the next article where basically he's got another article this time, no TDD. But you'll notice at the top it says, working with Adam Cameron. Don't let that scare you, Daniel Garcia. So that's from the <laughs> podcast. Because <laughs> they're looking for, a, you know, they've got a job opening. Well, they did have another job opening about working with them. So, yeah. So this one here, just filler code, no TDD at all. Um, so, again, it's a great series. I think everyone should go and read it. Um, it does get a little complicated. But he's actually, like, pulling out the Tiny Test Framework using just inside us you know using chttp and all the stuff is like through Tricf, which is pretty cool so he has his test suite and you know engine urls and outputs um and it's pretty cool that he's built this all inside of you know Tricf. so speaking it's a pretty of pretty cool, cool we
1: have two minutes left in the podcast let's yep. cover jobs
0: okay let's jump to it
1: all right full-time software senior engineer cold fusion slash c sharp in plano texas Full-time software engineer, Cold Fusion at Reno, Nevada. Full-time software engineer, Cold Fusion at Bloomington, Minnesota. And full-time software engineer, Cold Fusion at Roseville, California. So those are all from GetCFMLJobs.com. And those yep. were all posted in the last week or two. So go to GetCFMLJobs.com. And also we have, again, our Patreon-sponsored job posting, which we had a little video with Brian, uh, Giddenelli. Wait, well, I'm going to say his name wrong. I'm going to scroll back up the top and look at it.
0: Yep, yeah, but Motorsport Ridge. <laughs> senior software engineer for Motorsport. They're looking at yeah. uh, engineers to primarily work with Node, Vue.js, GS, ColdFusion, AWS to improve their platform and their build greenfield experiences. They got a 25 person team supporting like 1600 organizations. I just posted the link if you guys want to, you know, join their team, find out a bit more information about it. And we have a couple of other links too. So we've got um. The Carol from the Working Code pod their team at Clear Capital is looking for someone if it's long enough to fit inside the, nope, the link is too long to post in there so you have to look it up on the show notes, sorry (laughs) 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 but, yep and then Brad, if you need to jump off right on time that's fine too, but uh, we'll get the Forgebox module of the weekend here so, um, SendGrid pro- protocol, which is a CB Mail services protocol, because CB Mail already supports things like CF Mail, file, in memory, null, and other um, services like Postmark and Mailgun and everything. But this module allows you to use SendGrid. So, SendGrid's pretty cool. They've got a lot of categories and and everything else. But one of the big things it does is it actually has SendGrid templates. So that's sort of one of the things that a lot of people using SendGrid really nice. like. So, you can actually so use their templates. Just
1: to, to be clear, to CB Mail Services is already a module you install into, into Coldbox to be able to make sending emails much easier. This is another module you install alongside CB Mail Services, right? And it adds yep. even additional protocols
0: into CB Mail Services. Yep, exactly. Perfect. So, so we,
1: we, we're not just extending Coldbox, you're extending other modules with modules.
0: Yep. it's one of the design patterns, right? We try to make it so when we it. create something. We create it so we can use it with what we want to use it with. We make it so you can add other providers. So you can just tap into those right. as well.
1: So and that so- means if you use some completely unsupported way to send your mails and you're like, gosh, darn it, I'd sure love to use T B mail services. If only they supported, right? You can write a module like this one to add that provider in.
0: Yep, and the same thing happens with Logbox, right? Um, Alan Quinton just wrote three more of them for we're working on a little project, and he wrote three nice. more log Logbox providers that'll be releasing soon. So that's that's the way we try and build things to make it flexible. So, yep, but Syngrid, if you're using SendGrid, use this module and the NCB Mail services and all the power that's in it will <clears throat> now be yours. And the best thing about mail services is if you're in development, you just say, send it to my files and never, ever send an email by mistake. That is huge. <laughs> yeah, so, I love that for local development. Yep. And even in staging now, I have a little thing where it says, send it to everybody in a file except for this, which I want to send somewhere else. But we'll talk about that another day.
1: <laughs> All right. So VS Code, hint,
0: tip, and trick of the week. What do we have? Active file and status bar. Yeah. So this one's one of those cute little ones. It like, doesn't do a whole lot, but whenever you're on a file, it just shows the full path in the status bar, you know, sometimes at the oh, top, you, you like might have the it top set up. Of the window that's actually at the bottom, so the status bar at the bottom. Uh, oh, some of the other plugins we have will have like the relative yeah. path at the top, and you can click on Different
1: things, yeah. Normally, I have to hover over the tab to get the full path. I, mm. yeah, I want that all the time. Give me this now. How do I install
0: this? Yep, so. <laughs> If you go to uh, the marketplace, there's a, a link that we'll be sharing in the show notes. Um, but basically, yeah, it's a simple little thing, and that's all it does. You know, it doesn't have to be too fancy. You have a couple of different settings in, in it, but basically, that's it. And there's a, a whole bunch of little things like that that make VS Code, you know, user friendly and developer friendly. And you know, and if you like it, add it. If you don't, get rid of it. That's what I like awesome. about these extensions. Okay, well. well, that brings us to our Patreon supporters, right? yep so obviously they make it possible for for us to do this podcast and then basically allow orders to spend its money on other things too so we appreciate everyone who sponsors us and then you get great perks too so you get mm, a yeah if you're a
1: bronze, bronze sponsor or higher you get automatic forgebox pro membership and cf cast subscription so
0: yep definitely that's really a lot cool. of perks for that Yep, and then on the Audis community, you get your own little profile badge, and there's a special little forum that you can access, which is just for uh, our Patreon supporters. And so, um, our big Patreons, we want to just again spotlight Haggerty Motorsport Ridge. Um, they've done a lot of work. Uh, they've got a couple of good job opportunities. Check them out. Um, they're really cool, and. Uh, we want to just thank them again for sponsoring. And then Ville De Bruin is back again, I think, as a Patreon supporter. Uh, he was been a long-time Patreon supporter, and I think he just signed up again. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So you want to rattle right. off these names real quick, Brad?
1: Yeah. John Wilson from Synaptrix, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Ken Carlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jonathan Perrette, uh Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, uh, Dean Mounder, Monder, sorry if I'm saying it wrong, Joseph Lammery, uh Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, uh, Laxma Tertahadi, Carl Von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lashnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agri Tracking Systems, Bendadel Brett Deline, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Diger, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Manji, John Wish... Kevin Wright, and Peter Amiri. Thank you so much to our awesome,
0: amazing list of Patreon supporters. Yep, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you. And thanks, everybody else, for supporting us in other ways. Keep an eye out for all the Into the Box updates coming out. Grab some tickets before the the early bird's over. And don't forget Michael Bourne's webinar this week, this Friday. So thanks so much, everybody. Sorry we got to run. Uh, meetings are calling. So have a great week, <laughs> and we'll catch you next week. Uh, bye. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizerdie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.